0: They might have 12 on the field if they could snap it. it. Snap Dalton. They blow it dead. He takes a knee in the middle of the field. As the Bears know, the Lions have one timeout left. And there uh, was no play, before the
1: snap, timeout, Chicago, their first.
0: I know everybody's calling timeout. And I think there was just another holding penalty called on the Lions offensive line. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum and Mark Rohde with you. We're broadcasting from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. We're in for Bernstein and Rahimi. So, as we mentioned, as you mentioned, Mark, before break, uh, the the current head coach of the Bears, Matt Nagy, said, quote, when Justin is healthy, he's the starter. It's pretty simple. Good. Well, we didn't think it was simple, but apparently it's simple now that that uh, Bears chairman George McCaskey neutered Matt Nagy by telling him to play fields earlier in the year when there was the abrupt turnabout from, because it was, remember it was Dalton coming back from injury? And when, when Andy's yeah, helping, hey, he's Steve, our starter.
1: <laughs> check this out. Here's a, I actually got a little bit of news here oh, from hey. Alice Hall. And this is interesting. This is from our guy Jason Leisure of the Sun-Times. I'm sure others have this too, but it just so happens that I'm looking at his Twitter. Um, Matt Nagy, unsolicited, says the report by Hub Arkish, incidentally, that george mccaskey made him make justin fields the starter is false so the, i think it's that's really interesting that unsolicitedly he he said that so matt, matt Nagy did not like that feeling and i who knows what's what anymore because if there's one guy i trust it's hub
0: arkish and i don't Dad, say that
1: sarcastically
0: no, no no hub hub knows the rules knows the game has been doing it for 40 years no, I don't, I don't think that was, and and if you had been looking to doubt that, think of the time that it took for this to come out and be confirmed and the legwork that it took to verify that as opposed to yep. doing it right after the change was made. Well, why was it made? And then if you're looking to just have a hot take or have a hot scoop or have people talk about you, you just say, well, it came from the top. It came from, you know what? That's, that's. What ultimately happened, and I believe Hub did all the requisite, necessary legwork to be sure that that's what it was. So Matt Nagy has been been. – I'm not surprised that he would try to fire off on Hub or anyone around him. Sure, that it's embarrassing. Was, it's embar- yeah. If you're a
1: head coach, that's embarrassing to, to have that neutered. report come out. So so my, my guess is, is that – if this report is accurate, and again, I have every reason to believe that Hub is accurate, it is possible that the chairman, George McCaskey, told Matt Nagy, you know what, you could debunk that if you want, even though we both know it happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, just to right. maintain power and or the perception of power and control for your next job. You know? I mean, I'm serious. Like, it, it, at this point, he, he's not going to coach next year, I don't think, Matt Nagy. At this point, the, the his bosses are going to do everything they can especially after the Mark Conkle report to keep Matt Nagy's credibility in intact,
0: even though he's not going to coach the bears next year. Even though they're the ones who neutered him. Everybody above, above Matt yes. Nagy neutered him and Nagy going to, yes. and here's why Nagy is going to handle this with uh, like, I think you're right. I think you're right. That Matt, that bears management above him said, you're going to deny what you want. Then, you know, play it whatever way you want. Lie to the people, play them for stupid Go ahead and say what you want. But if you review the bidding of that, and we did the following Saturday before that first game where where the change came, on one day he says, if Andy's healthy, he's our quarterback. And then it turns out Andy was healthy, and Justin Fields is your quarterback. So he said specifically at that time, he's been neutered. Somebody told him what to do. This is not a decision by the head coach. This is a decision the head coach is announcing. It's not a decision he made. Dalton was always his guy. That's what they collaborated on. So we know that the organization plays these kind of games. And there was something yesterday that Hayden Ryan Pace said. He came out for the, the, um, the company, the, the team-owned broadcast on WBBM where the pregame show he talks And he was doing his customary pregame interview on WBBM 780 AM 105.9 FM. And he was talking about the report from Mark Conkle. So I want to play you this, and then I'll bring you up a couple points after this. Cool.
1: Bong. There's. Bong, ba-bong, bong. bong. You know, I like, by the way, I like the fact today, Steve, that we're doing more of more of what steve heard today i appreciate that because i had i have no what mark heard today i just i'm off course a little bit so you are just really bringing some some fantastic stuff do we have it bong my first thought was you know hey that's an inaccurate report you know but beyond that you know i think we did a good job just focusing on what's happening inside our building and blocking out that outside commotion as you call it and i think as I look at it, you know, mentally strong and focused teams are able to do that. You know, I think we had that kind of team. And, you know, especially on a short week, the focus is on preparing for the Lions. And we've done that. Obviously, when you lose five in a row, unfortunately, it's part of the territory. You know, some of these things fester up that are that can be inaccurate. But I'm proud of our guys. I'm proud of our players and coaches and how they've stayed locked in all week.
0: All right. So he's full of crap. The, fir- the first thing is the tell, the word inaccurate. Hey, that's an inaccurate report. Is it really your first response if somebody comes comes out? You're the general manager of a team and you say and there's a report that says your coach is going to be fired win or lose after this Thursday's game. And and your first response is "Is that soft? The way Ryan Pace was taught. My (laughs) my response
1: is WTF. WTF is that I didn't right. say that. No, nobody said that. He, hell, even Matt Nagy, as good as he was when we had to ask him about his livelihood that day based on a report with a source, like, Matt Nagy was good, but he even, like, I asked Matt Nagy, I said, well, if, if as you are saying, this story is inaccurate, aren't you pissed? aren't you pissed and he was just and then he, he kind of just dodges out oh, now i know how things work and you know i understand it. it's the media and you know we're just focused on the lions I'm like nobody was angry enough about this stuff
0: and that's how you know the bears are lying <clears throat> with with pace it's just if if his lips are moving he's lying I, I have i have grown to despise this man he plays bears fans for stupid he gets away with the media. When he when he does come out of hiding, he says things that are just ridiculous because the stuff about the outside commotion and how they only worried about it inside the building. Wait, the coach canceled all meetings Tuesday afternoon after the report. While Pace did nothing, he continued to earn his nickname, Hyden Ryan Pace, if that's it and and i hope to god if the bears have a secret santa deal like a lot of companies do i hope somebody who draws pace's name gets him a spine but that on top of the response of that's an hey that's an inaccurate re- report the word inaccurate is now replaced collaborate it, it it is it's a code word it's what they they were told by or they decided among themselves or they were told by pr people hey will you say it's inaccurate and any part of it could be inaccurate. You know how it could be inaccurate, Mark? Wow, oh, Steve. If, if Pace was told, if, if the report said that Nagy was told he would be fired after Thursday's game. Yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe, maybe Nagy wasn't told. Maybe his right. agent was. Right exactly inaccurate you know right so right right that's very lawyer that's
1: they're, yeah, yeah that very lawyerly yes they, yeah well it is in it for the i mean technically it's inaccurate that's <laughs> right that's that's what you're saying yeah
0: technically it is you know i just uh, think it's so it, it, they they just wear you out in, in a lot of cases Ryan Pace plays you for stupid if you're a bears fan and i thought it was because of that because of the way you were you were describing you were there when Matt Nagy is answering all these questions. Of course, their response inside the building was to send out the special teams coach and, and whatever coordinators there were and players, and then finally the head coach shows up. But as you're, you you seem to have some sympathy in your voice for what Matt Nagy was going through. right? I did, so yeah,
1: was... because he just did not have anybody else confirming or denying the, the story that that he had to... Come out there! It was a like there were more reporters, and I think we're going to be there. That it was a big day, like it was a packed house at Hallis Hall, and the reason was was because of a report that Matt Nagy was going to be fired on Thursday after the De- Detroit game. And so it, it, I'm sorry, no matter how heartless you think we are, it is a difficult task to st- to ask a man about his welfare and his job status as much as commonplace as it is especially based on a report and to have to make that the entire tenor of the day like we we had to ask everybody about that and so why did i feel bad for him well just just as a human being and then the fact that nobody above him at that point was either again confirming or denying and that that just leads to that that is what I call a loud speculation then we are all allowed to speculate and take it down whatever road we want to take it down
0: until there is something from the top I I I understand that and I understand the sympathy and I and I also understand NFL teams have done this for a long time with coaches one of the reasons they get paid millions and millions is to be the face of the organization. Uh, my first NFL beat was the Rams in '87. John Robinson was the coach. He was necessary to bring credibility to a franchise that had Georgia Frontiere as the owner and John Shaw, who said less to the media, who hid from the media more than Ryan Pace does. Did, did do, Ryan Pace does? Gotcha. So John Robinson came from USC, and he brought immediately credibility, and he was paid millions and millions and millions to be that guy, the way Matt Nagy was thrown out there by himself. And, there is, and the media knows it, and there is some sympathy. I feel bad for the guy on the one hand, and I... On the other hand, I don't. That's part of what your job description is. He said it. Of course. I like, guess Of course, right? He said. No, no, you're I know right. Ultimately,
1: you're right. That's why I'm not going to carry this with me. But no, like, in in the moment, it was awkward, and you were allowed to have a drop of sympathy for the man at that moment.
0: And I found it interesting that near the end of, if you were watching his, I watched it on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. They had they they played all of the Nagy post game. And I saw this at the end, where he made a point of saying, I think he started by saying, as I, you know, as I went through this, meaning the week or the situation or the questions or just whatever was, the chaos that was raining down on this clown college, this McCaskey Clown College. He stopped himself, and he went from, as I was in the middle of this, he said, as Ryan and I do this thing together, they rally around us, meaning people in the building. And I, my ears perked up and I thought, this is a guy who's playing the game. He's in the game and he's playing the game. I could be wrong. I've never seen Nagy play, I don't know what kind of corporate politics he plays, but here's my thought, and you can comment on this afterwards. That's Nagy making sure Pace is dragged into this. <laughs> it's this team photo of sucked. Not separating himself because Pace has the pipeline to George and Ted. Just Matt Neggy apparently does too. He has meetings with them, but he doesn't want. He wants to let people know that wasn't meant for the public. That wasn't meant for anybody except George and Ted. That he doesn't want Ryan Pace walking around saying, "I confess, Matt Neggy did it. Right. I confess, Matt Negi's to blame." That caught my ear as something that was the first time it had been mentioned because he was the subject of all the questions all week and in the post game, but he managed to bring up Ryan Pace's name. What do you make of that?
1: Well, now, now that you mention it, yeah, I think there might be some credence to that because it's like Matt Nagy in his head now has to be thinking, you know what? You can't we can't unhook the collaboration train now, you know. <laughs> we're, hey, if we're if we're in lockstep before the season starts and with Justin Fields and everything that has happened, you ain't abandoning me now. You know what it reminds me of for some of our older listeners and maybe younger ones who have seen the movie Stripes. You've seen the movie Stripes, right, Stevie Sunshine? Many,
0: many times, love it, need it, would happily yes. watch it. That's a fact, Jack.
1: Yeah, do you remember the part where Bill Murray was trying to escape? He was. He wanted out of the – they were in the, the Army. or what? Yeah, they were in the Army. He tries to escape in the middle of the night because he wanted no more of it. And then the Harold Ramis character tackles him in the middle of the night and says, "You got us into this thing.
0: You're not yeah. going
1: anywhere. <laughs> we're in this together. You can't abandon me now." And that's exactly what's going on with with Matt and Aggie. It Look, we're collaborative. We're you know both of us make the decisions. There is no distinction. And now, for God's sakes, we're and and you know what I say this. We're only what. Eleven games into the season, um, there's a little ways to go here. Nagy's like, you ain't
0: unhooking me yet, pal. And back it up a bit to the to the odd quote. It's it's nobody's fault because it's everybody's fault, right? Yeah, yeah. There's okay. that too. That is so, collaboration in a different way. And and it tells you something was afoot at that point. That I he would that make sure that he was – however, whether he's good at this kind of corporate poker game or this hierarchy poker game or or whether he's bad at it but he knows he's got a couple chops to play, he's got a couple moves, he's made those moves. He's played them because he has made sure, like you said, we're not unhooking the collaboration train. I love that. We're not unhooking that. <laughs> yeah, you like that? that? We're not yeah, it, on it's train. True. You were yes. you can't be with me in January and then go backstabbing me in November. And so something was afoot that would have led someone to tell Mark Conkle, Yeah, this is coming. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Uh, you can't and, say those words. What was all that one in a million talk? You know, if you're breaking up with me, what has happened here?
0: Yeah. <laughs> one in a million dollars? did you get that did you yeah, actually was, somebody say that to you
1: no 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 that was from uh, from Dumb and Dumber remember when oh, Jim Carrey I was never there. saw the, that I'm sorry what are the chances of a guy like me going out with a girl like you or I think he botched that and then she said like one in a million and then and so, so what you're saying is I got a chance and then eventually when things don't work out she, he's like what was all that one, one in a million talk so it's oh. dumb I can't believe you've never seen Dumb and Dumber but it's just something for you to consider down the road. I
0: guess I should, given the fact that we talk regularly about the Bears. I should just have some kind of blueprint. Hey, hello. So, at some point, they're going to fire Matt Nagy, and hopefully, they'll fire Ryan Pace. But so you're telling me there's a chance? Yeah. Yeah. There it is. There <laughs> it is. Nice job, Bong. So I want to. I want to bring up a name that I would like to and, and be considered for coach. I don't know who we're going to – I've already brought up a name for to have the football Theo Epstein version or just a football voice in a new hierarchy at Hallis Hall. I don't know if George or Virginia's new son, whoever it's got to be. And it's got to be because something's got to change. Uh, We'll talk about that, but I have a name. I want to run by you as the next coach of the Bears.
1: I'm excited. I am so excited. Oh, my God. Okay,
0: great. He's Mark Rody. He's very excited. Yes, and I'm Steve Rosenblum, and I'm excited, too. I'm as excited. I'm fired up like Ryan Pace is fired up to get fired. Yeah, I'm fired up for Ryan Pace to get fired. Right here, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. Detroit has won
1: the toss and elected to defer. Chicago, you want the ball? You want the ball? I want the ball. They deferred. You want the ball. You want the ball, which way do you want to kick? Chicago will receive at this end. Good luck. That's,
0: that is an all-timer. <laughs> the Bears and NFL punchline the Lions and NFL punchline, there was your Thanksgiving, and Buck and Aikman just couldn't wait to replay that coin flip. If you saw the start of the game when the Bears came out on their first possession, Joe Buck had a giggle in his voice. He says, here's the Bears coming out for their first possession, first series. We'll bring you the coin toss if we can't. And they eventually brought it, and there it was. And they would go on to have such moments as Aikman talking about 10-7 between these two offenses being characterized as a shootout. And Aikman's double-doink when it hit off Sam Mustapher's nether regions. That was a fumble. And... The Lions getting called for a penalty on a PAT, and Joe Buck saying, well, they're just not used to scoring touchdowns. So two a, two thir- yep. third down and
1: 31s for the Lions. The, you, you could say double doink all you want, but there was a double timeout situation. That really hey, that stole day. the show. <laughs> and that was just, by, uh, by the way, a little, little bit more news that we didn't touch on about uh, Justin Fields coming out of Hallis Hall today. That oh. he, this, according to Matt Nagy, he has cracked ribs and has not been throwing since Sunday. No timetable on his return from the injury.
0: So, so they do have the rest of this weekend before they start. They'll practice again Monday. Correct?
1: That would sound correct. I don't have the Bears schedule in front of me right now as a matter of fact I don't know if the full schedule for next week has been sent yet but that that sounds like it could be logical and then maybe a Tuesday off we'll see it's always a little awkward with these extra days so I'll 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 let you know when I know but yeah their next game is Sunday December 5th against a very good Arizona team and then they're at Green Bay so I think we were both suggesting that he yeah I can't see him playing it
0: cracked ribs play
1: Arizona on December 5th? I don't think so.
0: Somebody better stop him from playing. And as long as they got pictures of that broken rib and it's so broken or cracked or a hairline fracture, or whatever it is, he doesn't get out there. That's the future of the franchise. Just go through the season and give Matt Nagy his, you know, let him, let him play with his adorable Andy Dalton doll and forget about the running game until you absolutely need to get yards and have an offense work. It's just amazing yeah, I mean, that they—the only way the offense works is if you run the ball—and Nagy refuses to run the ball because he thinks his offense works, when clearly it's shown it hasn't. You only got 16 points against Detroit. You had 16. Yeah. Only got 16 points against the worst team in the league. And most times, half the game, half the—you were talking about that 2018 season being the the outlier, the fluke, that yeah. just like yeah, everything's uh, gone. As it, as it turns out, yeah. It's like they can't half the games they haven't scored 20 points with Matt Nagy's offense. What more do you need yeah. to know? It's just, no, it's incredible.
1: It's, uh, that's, that's what he was brought in here to do. And that only, you know what I mean? Like nobody was telling him you got to run the defense. Nobody was telling him anything about, spec. it was like, all, oh, we want you to make quarterbacks good. Hence offenses. And it neither has happened.
0: How's that working out for you, pal? Yeah. So they're going to get fire him at some point in time. Um, probably, apparently, later as opposed to this weekend. I have a name that I want to bring up. Now, I, I, we have advocated, we talked about this earlier. Lawrence, I know, was vocal in this. Pat Manley was vocal in this. Olin Kruitz has been vocal in this. And Olin Kruitz would be the right guy to have up there. But you need a Bears player voice. You need a Bears voice. You need Bears credibility But you need somebody, you need a Theo Epstein type to report directly to George, not to Ted. You cannot have that governor on the football operation. George likes to talk about his well, we we have a top-down management because that's what I learned in business school. Well, that's wrong. Maybe the Cubs did that too. They figured out it was wrong. Theo Epstein, said, it's wrong. I will come to the Cubs, Tom, if I can report to you, and you tell Crane Kennedy to go over there and make money, and I'm going to report to you. And that's the setup that needs to be adjusted now at Hallis Hall. I don't know if it will or won't, but that's what needs to happen. You need a football guy who, as Olin makes the point, Olin says a football guy can call in the coach or the general manager, call in the coach and say, why was that called at this time? Where is this part of the game? been? Yes.
1: Or yes. he can call. I heard that.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he can go to the general manager and say, why? Why is Trufant making plays for somebody else? And Artie Burns and Kendall Vildor giving up touchdowns every time somebody throws at him. Somebody who can make them accountable. Right now, there seems to be zero accountability. Just a whole bunch of kumbaya collaboration up there. So who's your name? Dave Tobe.
1: Oh, interesting. And,
0: okay. and, and there are many reasons why. The first thing that you, you people will say, no, not another Kansas City coach. Well, here's here's why Dave Tobe. He was here. He's a man who could bring some credibility to the coaching position at Hall- where, where there is none now. Matt Nagy was neutered by, you know, Hubs reports that George McCaskey told him to play fields. So your current head coach is neutered and he was fired and then he wasn't fired and all that kind of stuff. Dave Tobe has been here. He was respected. Dave Tobe is a man who has been passed over for many head coaching jobs. Who was uh, Dave T- Tobe is the assistant head coach slash special teams coach at Kansas City. So I know you're gonna say, oh, we don't want another coaching. He's we don't know, not another Kansas City coach. But who is the The guy they put into what position coach became the head coach, and Matt Nagy had COVID. Mark.
1: That would be special teams. That would be Mr. Tabor. Yes.
0: So why? Why was that?
1: Because he kind of sees all aspects of the team. Yeah,
0: that's what a special teams coach does.
1: Yeah. They pick. They
0: pick players from defense and offense to be on their special teams. See John Harbaugh for details if you want a special teams coach. And uh, yeah, for those, I, I see that, and I raise you a Mike Ditka. I was just going to say, for those of you who can't <laughs> live, live without the 85 Bears, Ditka. Yeah. He was a special teams coach. The Marv only problem Levy. I
1: have with your idea here, Steve, is that as far as Dave Tobe is concerned, I do have to question why he's been passed over so much. And there's been so many, promo- like, it feels like everybody who covered Dave Tobe in town just loves the guy. And he's had, like, it seems like a lot of promotional campaigns. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody loves Dave Tobe. What is it about Dave Tobe that the, the everybody in Chicago loves him and covering him? And maybe even in Kansas City. But when he when GMs think about their next head coach, they don't think Dave have And it could be as simple as what you're saying is that it is, although you're giving some good names, it is relatively rare to hire special teams coaches as your head coach. It has never been trending in the NFL, like hiring the hot offensive coordinator or even a couple of decades ago, hiring the hot defensive coordinator like the Bears did when they hired Dave Wanstead.
0: And the Bears have gone after <clears throat> one side of the ball or the other, as opposed right. to all sides of the ball. And and that's another reason I brought up Dave Tobe. You bring up a really good question. Why has he not been given a chance? Maybe he doesn't interview well. Right. What I don't know I don't know the backstory. I don't know what the <clears throat> word on the street is. I know his teams I know he's a creative guy, his teams are well prepared. He is a man who is, as you said, special teams coaches, they have to pick from both sides of the ball. I have to figure yep. out if their voices are heard in meetings, they 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 will lobby for certain players for that part of it. Um, I don't <clears throat> I don't know why he hasn't been given a chance. I do know that Patrick Manley, one of many players that speak so highly of him and aren't aren't wowed. Maybe owners, GMs, want to be wowed by pretty shiny things the way Ryan Pace has unfortunately been wowed by the cuteness of Mitch Trubisky and the adorability of of Matt Nagy. The pretty shiny thing. You know what? Maybe not always that. Maybe you take, and a special teams coach has to have greater chops than a guy strictly from one side of the ball or the other. And I, I, I have no idea what the chances are, but I also know this, that if the Bears, especially if the Bears refuse to change their structure, that they need that guy, they need to restore credibility to that position. I don't have a name for you who should replace Ryan Pace. He needs to be fired as well. I don't know who that guy would be. Unfortunately, I'm convinced the Bears don't know who that guy is. They've admitted they don't know who it is. Under Ted Phillips's watch, they've gone with a headhunting firm with a search committee and Ernie Accorsi to hire GMs and head coaches. And how's that worked out for you?
1: Here's another thing too that I would worry about because you are again, you, we are in a predicament where let's face it, like even though Matt Nagy had credibility coming from Kansas City, he was a first-time head coach, and so it was a bit of a risk or a reach. Even it was the same deal with Mark Tressman. That was a a risk. And a reach. And what did the Bears do after Mark Tressman to restore order? They brought in the old retread John Fox, who was essentially there as a retirement home with Chicago Bears. That's how he treated Hallis Hall. And so now, are, are, will the Bears be wanting comfort? Will they be wanting the credible retread head coach who has had success? That's what I worry about because you do, while, while – I understand why Bears would be conflicted on the Bears taking a chance on the hot coordinator, whomever that might be, but there was going to be the temptation to bring comfort food back to the the sideline, something you know is good because you can't afford to have another failed head coach at this point.
0: Well, you need credibility. Uh, the Bears greatly lack credibility from from George on down. I don't know if there'll be a new McCaskey son in charge. If they can get Ted out of the way and just go go count decimal points over there, Ted, leave the football stuff. Nobody's and you need somebody to report to George. Period, not to Ted. You need someone to report to George and then work it. Use the Cubs Theo model as the way you want it done. And that is a successful way it needs to be done. If they don't, I still think Dave Tobe is an excellent choice and we have a 480 texter. Mark, I don't know if you saw this. You may want to be you you need to be aware of this. A suggestion as the next Bears coach would be Dave the Cat.
1: Oh, yes, Dave the Cat by the way is just sprawled out uh, right and on the table from which I'm working right now covering most of my notes. So he is, he is up for some reason. He's enjoying this show. I don't know why, but he is.
0: Well, that's because we're in for Bernstein Rahimi, and oh and yeah, he thought a much it was Bernstein Rahimi.
1: Oh okay, that's yeah. why he's into it. He thought it was a different yeah. show.
0: I'm I'm replacing the irretrievable pedant Dan Bernstein, and you get to be the charismatic and likable and joyful Layla Rahimi. That's just doesn't hardly seem fair. I like it. Fair.
1: I win the day.
0: Yes, you do. You win. All right. So, Bong, Bong, what do we have Say, to, man. to do? What you got a joint? No. Uh, no. no, not on me, man. <laughs> on. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes.
0: What's up, Bong? bong. Break? Gentlemen. Yeah. Yeah, we have to take a break. Cause why? What's next? Yeah,
1: we gotta we gotta cut away. We'll have one more quick segment, and then we'll transition with Lawrence.
0: Yeah, okay. Lawrence is pumped right. up, I'll man. right, let's go. So we do have this. Um, we do have some additional WB news, WB Club news, uh, in addition to our new producer today, Bong Callahan. So we'll get to that, and then we will transition with Lawrence Holmes, and just see how apoplectic he is about a Bears win. I'm Steve Rosen, Mark Grody. Saturday, Suckage, on Friday, of course. Chicago Sports Radio, 670, the score. In the back
1: of the end zone. It's a good one. Grant will stay away. That was hit by one of the players. It's down to the 25. There's going to be discussion to see who has the ball and where it should be spotted. There's a flag down back at the 10. It hit Bobby Price. Doink.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It just, the Bears are a punchline. George McCaskey was at the game. So he probably didn't see this. Hopefully somebody told him about what a punchline his wanted <clears throat> heritage franchise is. That was Aikman talking about a doink there. And then there was Sam Mustafer's snap that <clears throat> only went as far as his nether regions. was called double doink by Aikman. And it just the Bears were the butt of jokes the way the Lions were by a crew that didn't want to be there last night. Yesterday afternoon. Happy Thanksgiving to you. I'm Steve Rosenblum. And that's Mark Rody. We are in for Bernstein-Rahimi. Top of the hour. We'll be doing crosstalk. We'll be doing transition with Lawrence Holmes. The, I, I'm sorry to... Mark, we had a texter who thinks... 708, two suckage days in a row. Excellent. Um, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. No. Well,
1: I was on yesterday, so maybe that's what they... Are referring mm-hmm. to. I think they were referring to Saturday post-game. Suckage
0: on Saturday. I think that's really it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Tell the folks, the folks, why we will not be on the air tomorrow, Saturday. Tomorrow
0: is Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Which is normally when Saturday Suckage would air. We would normally hold the Awaken Bay Club meetings then. However, we can't because the score will be broadcasting Ohio State, Michigan. So you can listen to yet another Jim Harbaugh loss. So the, the score broadcast will be on at 10.30 tomorrow, as I understand it. A pregame show, and then Ohio State, Michigan will be broadcast on these very airwaves. Uh, tonight, we have the Bears, we have the Bears, or the Bulls, I mean. The Bulls will playing the magic at 6 o'clock. And in the meantime, for the Wake and Bake Club, I don't know if you saw this, but... Do you have you have an Uber app, right, Mark? Yeah. You do Uber. Do you Uber yeah, around? Yeah. Uber
1: and Lyft. I got Uber and Lyft. Yeah. I've got the standard. Do you have
0: Uber yeah. Eats? Have you used Uber Eats? Were you using it during? I, you
1: know what? That is weird. That is a hole in my game. I do not have not used Uber Eats. I keep threatening to because I don't like to wait for food. Like if I want if I want to eat like bad food, I go get it and, and bring it home. You know what I'm
0: saying. Well. Uber Eats will now allow, in Canada, will now allow customers to place orders for pot and pick it up at the nearest Tokyo smoke store. They can't deliver it to you. Oh. But you can order online. You can order on the Uber Eats app, which is really perfect. It's really a smart play by Uber when you think about it, right? Well, I'm gonna yeah. get this, and then I'm I'm gonna order fifty tacos, and have Uber <laughs> bring them. Yes,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'll have but that in seventy-two burritos, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's right.
0: <laughs> okay. But Uber Eats, Take Uber Eats will allow you to place orders. You have to go pick it up because they can't deliver it. And the reason you you don't you are not allowed, you can't have it here, we can't have nice things, is because while it might be legal locally, dispensaries all over the place. In fact, our producer today, Bon Callahan, used to work at a dispensary. But it's not legal across the country. It's, not, it, it's federally illegal. That's why it's still a cash business there. You can't – yeah. credit card companies won't take the business. They don't want to get into trouble. But but that's what's happening up in Canada. You can place a lot of Uber Eats. I love that idea. So You know, why your, not? Why not, yeah. right? Here's your WB Club news. We uh, we will take a break. When we come back, we will talk with Lawrence Holmes on the other side of this. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Rohde in for Bernstein and Rahimi.